BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, third hour, Clay and Buck gets going right now. And we have a few things to talk about in this hour, some uh, some news items. Um, first off, uh, I mentioned Home Alone in the last hour, and someone, one of our VIPs came to me with this. I just wanted to be clear that uh, VIP David says, the parents did try calling the neighbors. In fact, the wet bandits were robbing one of them and heard Kevin's mother leave a message on the answering machine. Okay, touche. Bar from fencing there. You see, we're bringing it all together. Point taken. However, I mean, I think they could have called like the local police and said we have a kid home alone. Right? I mean, I think there are ways to get this done, right? Oh, but I guess Kevin convinced people that there were there were adults in the house. I, I see. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I do love the movie. It's a very very fun movie. Um, although the tarantula scene still, you know, ooh, people had pet tarantulas for a while. Think about that. That was a thing. That was a thing. I don't know. Does anyone in this audience have a pet tarantula? Are we, you guys are amazing. I can ask someone to call in to tell me about a, you know, a form of brain surgery that's only been performed like twice yet in history and we'll have some expert call in. I'll ask, how do we, you know, fix excessive rotor wash on a Blackhawk helicopter? You know, I, I can, I can crowdsource any knowledge, but does anyone in this audience have a pet tarantula? I just feel like that's. That's a bridge too far. Like that's a little too crazy. I mean, of all the things to have as a pet, and I'm I'm all for it. Don't tell my wife. I think having like a pet fox would be really cool. I've talked about this before. Um, I know they dig a lot. That's the people say they they they're really into that, and they they mark uh their territory a lot. So that's maybe a little more difficult. But I think they're really cute. Anyway, I just that was the thing at Home Alone that that always stuck with me as a kid was the uh, the tarantula scene was really um. Oof. Uh, that was not for me. Um, all right. And, uh, what else did I have here? Oh, how did Kevin, Mc- how did Home Alone's McAllister family afford their ultra lavish lifestyle? Finance experts reveal how much Kevin's parents would have to earn to pay for their huge mansion and first class trips to Paris. See, people, this is on the Daily Mail right now. 
People are going deep into Home Alone lore this time of year. Um, I wonder how the house I like. It's like a what is it a um, like a colonial revival kind of uh, style, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. It's brick sort of brick facade. It's nice. It's nice. Um, all right. Enough of the Home Alone stuff for a little bit. I want to dive into something that is in the headlines once again. Harvard President Claudine Gay faces 40-4-0 new allegations of plagiarism with seven publications. Um, and there's a side by side of this. The thing about this is that you can, you can, speaking of crowdsourcing, the evidence can be shown for any to see. This is what she published as a graduate student, which is, I guess, suppose publicly available stuff or for a thesis she wrote or dissertation she wrote. Um, and here is other published work. And what you can see is that the president of Harvard is a plagiarist. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that so straightforward? Like, why do they have to pretend? Well, we know we'll get into why they have to pretend, but it's very obvious that there is an issue here. Over at uh, CNN, Jake Tapper asked the question, so we can hear. Oh, even CNN knows this is this is apparent. This is what is going on. Harvard's got a problem on its hands. Uh, this is cut nineteen. Play it. Is Harvard University really holding its president, Claudine Gay, Dr. Claudine Gay, to the same standards when it comes to the plagiarism that it would assail for students committing the same offense? Harvard's top governing body said a review revealed, quote. Inadequate citations by Dr. Gay in a few instances, but, quote, no violation of Harvard's standards for research misconduct, unquote. Critics of Dr. Gay and Harvard's review of the allegations say that there is a double standard going on here. The big question, I think, in the future is how will Harvard be able to punish any students found guilty of the same offense without inviting a lawsuit? There's clearly a double standard. And it's indefensible. It's, it couldn't be more obvious. And to this, I would just add, um, I would add that, uh, this is this, it, who is it that, who is it that said that if the Democrats didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards? Is there, is there someone who that quote is attributed to? I've, I've heard it many times. Um, it's certainly apt. It's, it's accurate. Uh, see, I don't want to plagiarize the quote. I don't know. I don't know who said it. I'm putting the quotation marks on it. But is it, is it Pat, did Pat Buchanan say that first? Am I, am I right on that one? Maybe. Anyway, someone check me on that one. Uh, but there's a double standard, just like the double standard where if you didn't pay taxes for five years or whatever it was and millions of dollars of income and you hit it intentionally through dummy LLCs and pass through corporations, um, unless you're Hunter Biden, you're going to prison. Probably you're in a prison. You know, kept away from your family, locked in a cell, prison for that. For you, for me, oh yeah. Hunter Biden, not going to spend a day. They didn't even want to prosecute him. And now he's not going to spend a day in prison, as you know. I've said that all along and I've been, continue to be. My, my cynicism, unfortunately, when it comes to the Biden crime family and the Democrat apparatus is pretty consistently rewarded by being correct, right? I mean, I, I just, I'll just put this out there. My, my, my cynical approach to the Democrats means that I kind of know what they're going to do and how they're going to play it. And that's certainly uh, accurate as well as you look at the president of Harvard and what's going to go on here. 
They're just going to twist language and words and play games and stall and delay. And, oh, we're on holiday. The Plagiarism Research Committee is all on, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa holiday, right? So we're all just not going to pay any attention to this. And they hope that it goes away and that in the new year, uh, people will just focus on, on something else. What, what the, I've said this to you and I do think it's, it's important, um, to remember this. It bears repeating as a result that uh, President Gay wanted a, and she, she is a, an entirely unexceptional academic based on her body of work and the publishing she's done. She's really a bottom percentile academic and that's just, you can check that. How many things has she published? How many, how many books, books has she written? Publish or perish is the cliche in academia and didn't publish very much at all. Elevated, elevated, elevated all the way up to being the president of Harvard University. And I think she was a dean at one point and she was a professor before that. Um, it, it just has an entirely unremarkable and, uh, really, really kind of paltry publishing record. And now on top of, so it's a minimal record of publishing. And on top of that, she's lifting passages. Now, I would say, if you read the, if you're really honest about this, oh, people are going to get all crazy on me. But if you're really honest about this, you know, there are gray areas in the plagiarism stuff. Meaning, you know, okay, you're borrowing an idea, but is this an original idea or is this more of a fact? And, you know, so, you know, when in doubt, you cite is basically how it goes. But there's a little, if you read the regulations, like, oh, you're getting this idea from this person or if, you know, if you obviously, but if you take block quotes of someone else's straight up language and don't cite it and don't quote it, you're plagiarizing. Like, the, the, you know, the, there are the gray areas and then there's this. This is not a gray area. And in academia, this is treated very seriously because this is the work product of all these different people and, uh, and, you know, it's an ethical issue, but also the whole system sort of collapses. Like, if you can just copy someone's paper and hand it in as your own, we're all geniuses, right? Uh, what you have here though is, they can't give in on this. Again, my cynicism is part of my prescience, part of my ability to predict, because I understand. I understand the other side. Um, I believe it was the great philosopher uh, Wesley Snipes in the movie Blade who says, when you understand the nature of a thing, you understand what it is capable of. And I understand the nature of the DEI system. So I know the Lang's Blade underrated movie, by the way. Not a Christmas movie, and I can't even recommend it because, uh, you know, a lot of violence and stuff. Not good for the kids. But, you know, for the adults, pretty good uh, back in the pretty good throwback superhero movie if you like superhero movies. But Wesley Snipes, if I remember correctly, because I've seen that movie too many times, does say that. And I understand, I was a Wesley Snipes fan of the 90s. Um, I understand that the DEI system begins to collapse if you hold people in the DEI system. The whole point is that they're not held to the same standards as other people. But the whole point of elevating underrepresented minorities is they don't have the same record, they don't have the same skills or skill set, they don't have the same achievement, but we're going to pretend that they do because by creating that facade, we have a better, more inclusive, and more diverse uh, society. This is the argument, right? I mean, and, and they, they, they always run into this cognitive dissonance is a very important term here because they'll say, how dare you say they're changing the standards? And you say, okay, well then why, why can't you just keep using the SAT at this school? Oh, if you, if you, if you use the SAT, then it's clear that you are changing standards. So they have to get rid of it at different places, right? 
we all understand this. The standardized testing is, I, I, you know, you could say merit and achievement objectively understood are the greatest um, enemies of DEI, the DEI establishment. Standardized testing, though, is probably also the one that just, you know, because remember, we're told that the one of the reasons we need DEI in the first place, one of the reasons we have to elevate people like the president of Harvard to, you know, she's making seven figures and she's unfireable and she has all this power and prestige and all this stuff. Uh, we have to do this because society is so unfair that people from underrepresented groups don't get a fair chance to do these things. And we sit there and go, well, I mean, there's there are plenty of people in society from all different backgrounds who have been amazingly successful. You know, there are, there are black, uh, black billionaires. There's been a black president. There's, there are, you know, are Latinos and you, you go down the list, you say, no, actually in America, it's possible for anyone to be an incredible success, become incredibly influential uh, and, and wealthy. Um, but it's not possible for everyone to. Right. And this is why the problem that Harvard ran into initially was the Asian uh, achievement issue, as in Asians, as a group, as an ethnic group in this in this country, overachieve relative to the rest of the demographics. Asians do better on standardized tests, on average. Just facts. Supreme Court dealt with this. I know people. You can notice whenever you talk about this stuff, there are people just ah, ooh, they get along. Uh, are you allowed to say that? Oh, I don't know. It sounds. You're talking about how well the Asians do on standardized testing. Sounds a little little too right-wing for me or something. What? It's just reality. It's just facts. It's the truth. We all know it. It's numbers. It's not opinion. It's numbers. Um, and that's what brought down the whole diversity and inclusion, affirmative action um, edifice in the Supreme Court, at least. Now, it's taking a long time for this to continue to... This fight is going to be ongoing. There's going to have to be a lot of lawsuits, and there are going to have to be situations like this. And that's why, bring it full circle back here to Dr. Gay, they cannot allow her to be fired for this, because if she can be fired for this, who else can be fired for this? Meaning, not just plagiarism, but other people who underperform when they've been elevated because of the superficial characteristics that the DEI apparatus is obsessed with. Underperformance or poor performance in your job should be the grounds then for removal. And that starts to open up the, well, where else is that going to be the case? Um, where else are you going to have people who are judged by objective metrics vis-a-vis their peer group in academia or wherever instead of just the presence of this person in this role because of their race or their sexual orientation or whatever. Just their presence is in itself an unassailable good that cannot be questioned. Because ultimately that's what DEI is all about. Ultimately that's where it always ends up. That's where it always falls apart for those who apply um, logic, reason, and, and rationality. Uh, also enemies of the DEI apparatus as it stands. Um, I tell you all this, and I analyze it, and I say to you, she's going to keep her job. She's going to keep her job. You watch. She's going to keep her job because they haven't been pushed enough. Not enough lawsuits. Not enough. Honestly, the, the left-wing DEI system has not suffered enough losses or enough financial pain to abandon any of this yet. 
and it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long, drawn out battle to get them to adhere to both the letter and spirit of the Supreme Court decision that came down on affirmative action and, and all of it. Now is when, now is when the fighting over this happens, right? So keep that in mind. You know, a friend of this program, Dutch Mendenhall, became an author, book author for the first time this year. And look, I know the hard work that goes into writing. I'm doing it myself these days. It's no easy feat. A lot of hours spent alone. A lot of hours going, I wish I could go out and, you know, play tennis and hang out with everybody. But no, I must write my book. I must write my book. That's what I'm telling myself today after the show. But Dutch, he's done a great book. It's called Money Shackles. He runs a company with a co-founder, Rad Diversified, that specializes in identifying alternative investments, many of them in real estate, and creating increased wealth for all of those working with Rad Diversified. So this new book by Dutch, Money Shackles, takes on the topic of debt and how to productively use it. If you have car loan debt, student loan debt, just name a couple of examples, Dutch shows you how to use that to your advantage. Uh, to him, it's not a bad thing. It's a productive thing, but you have to know the right strategies, the right way to do it. And he guides you into alternative investment vehicles that can be very lucrative. Dutch's way to redefine your American dream is to, well, first do this. Read Money Shackles, okay? Get ready for the redefined American dream with Money Shackles. Go to moneyshackles.com. Break free from your Money Shackles today. That website, again, is moneyshackles.com. Keeping it real. Keeping it honest. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Well, I learned something new today. That quote, because we wanted to attribute it properly, we can't be complaining about the president of Harvard's 
plagiarism. Alleged. But it's not a crime, so do we have to say alleged? I don't think we have to say alleged because she did it, and it's not a crime, so it's just bad. Uh, plagiarism. Um, I, I've always heard this. If liberals didn't have double standards, they'd have they'd have no standards. It comes from celebrated screenwriter Bert Prelutsky. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I had never heard of Bert until, right, the team did some some digging for me. I had thought, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, I don't know, something. I, I think I said Buchanan, maybe Mencken, maybe, uh, uh you know, any, any number of people. Uh, Milton Friedman could have even said it. or I don't know. Like, you would think it's somebody like that. Ayn Rand's not funny, so I don't think it would be an Ayn Rand thing. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. But Bert Prelutsky. Good for him. Apparently he has other funny things he said too. He was a Writers Guild of America guy, screenwriter, mash, uh, a whole bunch of, of, uh, of shows and series. So good for him. Um, I, I'm going to tell you something. I shouldn't have, I walked into this, I walked into this web, you could say, by saying, I don't think anyone in this audience has a pet tarantula. Turns out we got a lot of tarantula owners in this audience as pets. It doesn't count if it wanders into your house, okay, once in a while. That's just a, that's a pest problem. You have a pet tarantula. We got a bunch of people. I, I, I got to ask questions. I got to know. Do you put, like, a little Santa hat on the tarantula this time of year? You know, do you bond with them? This is crazy to me, but sure, and I should, ne- I should never doubt. There's always, there's always an expert in whatever it is we're talking about in this audience, and tarantula ownership is apparently one of them. Lines are going to be wide open here, team. 800-282-2882. Give us a call. And speaking of calls and lines, Pure Talk. Pure Talk is my cell phone company, has been for years. Um, you know what's great about them? I've never had a problem with my connection or my service. My customer service, when I just wanted to set it up initially, was fantastic, so easy. And now you've even got overseas coverage. Pure Talk has added international roaming to over 30 countries england italy greece the bahamas list is getting longer and longer every day too so pure talk had me covered when i was in scotland with carrie they'll have you covered in 30 countries and counting if you go overseas this holiday plus here's the other thing pure talk still saves the average family about a thousand dollars a year plans start at just twenty dollars a month you'll have the best 5g network in america the coverage is second to none Switch to Pure Talk today. From your cell phone, dial pound 250. Say the keywords Clay and Buck. You'll make the switch, save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Welcome back in. Taking some calls about Christmas, whatever we've talked about on the show today. Uh, we're going to be easing into the holidays here. Uh, I'm, I'm not actually going to New York City, but I saw this thing about how New York City has made Airbnbs less than 30 days. Uh, no longer allowed. And so the average hotel room in New York City is up 20%. I mean, it was already too expensive, but now it's way too expensive. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Speaking of crazy stuff, I, I should have known better. I said, do we have anybody? I don't think anyone in this audience actually has a pet tarantula. Now, why did I bring this up? I brought it up because in the movie Home Alone, which is a great Christmas movie, there's a scene where one of the burglars... Um, is bitten by, it's not Kevin's pet tarantula, it's Buzz, his, is it his brother or his cousin? His brother, right? Older brother? I mean, they look nothing alike, but it's his brother, right? Yeah. Uh, so we got a bunch of people. John in Staten Island says he has a tarantula, he had a tarantula for the kids, and they're actually buying a new one today. John, are you messing with me? 
No, 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 Buck. How you doing? We're going to have one under the tree. It's not going to have a Santa hat on, though. But, but, okay, explain not... Explain this to me. Like, what? Like, tarantula's a pet. Why? Why? How do we get there? What's the What's the I, upside? Kids, they have an adventurous spirit. I'm one of those parents. I, you know, we're, we're all the crazy things we do for our kids. So they go on adventures. We, it says, like, uh, they, they hunt for things, clues and this and that, traps and all that. There's a treasure hunt. They found a tarantula at the end. They were surprised. My daughter's kind of like a tomboy. She's got crabs. She's got lizards. And, uh, yeah, they saw it. They were surprised. They loved it. Unfortunately, they, they did accidentally kill the first one. Poor Curly. Rest in peace. And um, so this is uh, Curly's second chance, a little resurrection of uh, the tarantula. It'll be under the tree. Big surprise. They're going to be very happy to see him. <laughs> You're going to have – can you send in an email to our team? I want to see a photo of the tarantula. The- tarantula under the tree is there any do they you know they look scary do they actually do you have to worry about them they're i know they're, they're not like really venomous right but they have the big pin they have the big uh is it no no not pincers what do you call it fangs um do they bite or is that not really a thing i'm not, not touching it i i skeeve them and people have you go to the pet stores they have scorpions they have pet uh, roaches cockroaches not touching a thing it's very low maintenance from what i hear I, I think they're prickly. They can irritate your skin. There's a fancy word for uh, the hairs on their body. I, I don't know. I'm not touching the thing. And it's low maintenance. You put it in the corner. You spray it with water. Throw some crickets in there. You're done. And that's for them. To do. Okay. So you, so you don't handle it. Like, it's just in there to look at. It's almost like a fish. Pretty much. Okay. Because it could, it could, like, bite somebody with those things, right? I mean, that's that which wouldn't be good. Take the next call and ask them. I don't know. My kids are crazy. I'm crazy, but <laughs> okay. we go all out for the kids. So. Hey, John in Staten Island. First of all, you remind me of home. Second of all, uh, just do me a favor. Don't don't let Santa get bitten by the tarantula this year. All right, buddy. Keep no your hands clear of the cage. All right. Thank <laughs> you, you. Thank you, John. Thanks for calling in. Oh my gosh, we got more. You people are you. Pe- I love you people. You people are nuts. You people are nuts, Jeff. In Fort Myers, Florida, tarantula for five years. Can you answer the? So it's basically just like a, like a terrarium or aquarium pet, right? You never touch it. It doesn't crawl over your shoulders or anything or your hand. You just have it to look at. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And definitely the most exciting time is is feeding time, as you can see him strategizing how to get those bugs. Um, that was always a good time. He, he uh, my son Josh had him out from time to time uh never really crawled across us just kind of get him out to, to get some exercise uh but he's a he was a good guy he, my son uncovered him uh during construction work he died december of 2020 christmas uh and we just uncovered him in his little casket uh two days ago at, with construction work so now we get to talk about his, his tarantula all over again wait, 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 you had a little tarantula casket we did yeah. Wow. I'm learning, yeah, I'm learning and, all uh, kinds of things covered, today. Covered him, man. He was, his, uh, we haven't taken him out of it yet, but, uh, it looks like he's pretty much intact in the, in the little casket there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I, uh, very, very interesting stuff. I mean, for me, spiders, I'll just say this. I go snake before I go spider as a pet and, and I'm not a reptile guy. Um, in general, I, I, I hold the, the animals with fur are, you know, those are my, that's, those are my special. I like those. Uh, and then we get to reptiles. For me, the arachnids, that's where we really start to get into, uh, another, another space, another place. I, are, 
I think score are scorpions technically an arachnid? I think I think they are. I also believe, and I'm going to have the team fact check me on this in real time. I did not Google this. I don't know why I know this, but I believe the name tarantula is related to the dance that was done in Italy called the tarantella, which they thought if you were bitten by a tarantula and you did this dance, um, you would not like the venom wouldn't hurt you. Check that one, guys. That may be the problem with the internet, as Abraham Lincoln once said, is there's so much stuff on the internet that's not true. And you just gotta keep, you gotta keep your eyes open. But I believe the Tarantella thing may be true. There's some, uh, there's some crossover there. Joseph in Pennsylvania wants to weigh in on plagiarism gate. What's up, Joseph? Hey. So when I was in college about 20 years ago, um, I had an issue where I was considered and called out that I plagiarized. The process that I had to go to without being expelled from this college, it was insane. I had to plead with these people to keep me. And how I actually won was I printed out uh, articles of that day from people that wrote for Yahoo and Google to show that people make human errors, make mistakes. And these are coming from, you know, writers that write for, for Yahoo and, you know, Google, and it's getting past the editors. So there is human mistake. There is human error. Well, of but, course. And this is what, this is what I was saying before. I mean, if you're, if you're writing a book, let's say, and you're going to have 300, 500 citations, if you miss one citation, are you a plagiarist? I mean, you know, this is like, exactly. if you jaywalk, are you a criminal? Do we all have to walk around calling you a criminal? No, there's obviously gradations and, and there's, you know, levels of these things, but, what Dr. Gay is accused of is informal papers as a career academic in graduate school, just copying and pa- copy and pasting whole sections. And she didn't publish very much. More than half of her publicly published work contains uh, information that is, or you know, uh, contains writing that is, is plagiarized. Um, am I right about the Tarantella guys? Or is this what you're telling me? Yeah. There's an Italian folk dance called the Tarantella that is, relates to the tarantula in some capacity. I, I, I can't read it. You guys got to tell me if I'm right. Am I, I am right. The Buckster nails it. He even knows things about furry spiders. That's why you tune in every day. You never know what you're going to get here on the show. Uh, and now we've got, let me see. We got one, we got one more here. Oh yes. Dr. Jason, I'm assuming. A, an academic. He's in North Carolina, a research scientist. What's up, Dr. J? Hey, sir. How are you doing? Thanks for taking Good. my call. Thank you. So I'll tell you, um, and I heard this story, you know, days ago. Um, my stomach, my stomach sank as uh, I think a lot of us that, um, do research for a living, uh, take a lot of pride in our, in our work. We have integrity. Um, this is science that we are producing for future generations to ask further research questions. But plagiarism at that level, although it, it's absolutely horrible on uh, Dr. Gay's part, it does open your mind, too, to the larger problem in academia, how it got that far. I've sat on many as chair of many dissertation committees, and... Boy, I take that personally. I, I look at that doctoral student's uh, work with a fine-tooth comb.
seen uh, what they consider uh, firsthand knowledge based on somebody else's academic work. Um, I, I take this work seriously. We don't do this type of work for money, for fame. We do it because we love what we do. We want to advance the science to advance people, healthcare, social sciences, um, world science. I mean, whatever the outcome may be. That is no, I hear you. You, you do it for, for passion, passion for the work. Um, but let me ask you this. Should the president of Harvard be fired? Absolutely. Yeah, I had a feeling. And, and unfortunately, that. I've let students go in doctoral programs before for these similar issues because we can't have that. We, we just can't have it. It has to be clean. But, you know, through my years in academia, as I've gone now into my third decade, it's it's pervasive. I, I see it, and in fact, it's recently. Yeah, and with AI and everything, it's all only going to get. I think. I mean, in some ways, it's easier to find people, but also there's more and more ways to construct things that you haven't written, and we'll see. Thank you for calling in, Doctor Jason. Um, guys, we're gonna uh, chat a little bit more here. Uh, we're gonna close up shop in just a few minutes. Um, but I wanted to take more of your calls, also give you some Christmas thoughts, tell you what we're gonna talk about tomorrow on the show. I can't believe tomorrow will be my last. It will be my last Clay and Buck show for the year, for 2023. Um, wow. The passage of time, my friends. Time passes more quickly when you get a great night's sleep. That's for sure. My pillow. They are problem solvers over there. You want a better night's sleep? You, uh, want to get the most comfortable sheets and mattress topper imaginable. You get that from my pillow. You want a pair of slippers you can wear year round, indoor and outdoor that are so comfortable. They've got them. The my slippers. Now you can add to this a line of towels created to solve the dilemma. How do you find towels that are soft and absorbent? This new line of towels goes by the name My Towels, noticing a trend. And they're made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. To you and me, that means the cotton used makes these towels absorbent and super soft. You can get a six-piece towel set for as low for a low introductory price of $29.98 with our names as your promo code Clay and Buck. Get the designer premium line for just $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% in savings. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towel six-piece towel set. Get 50% in savings. Enter promo code Clay and Buck when you go to MyPillow.com. Get the towel set. It's a great last-minute stocking stuffer or to go under the tree. You can cover up the tarantula that might be under that tree. Get yourself some My Towels. Get yourself some today. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. 
The foundation's gold star, fallen first responders, smart home, and homeless veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The foundation's never forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. The most popular Christmas cookies by state. Now, this is getting pretty specific here for Christmas time stuff, but I got to say, the most popular Christmas cookies by state. Um, we have, I mean, there's 50 states, so there's a lot of this. Interestingly enough, New York, um, New York is, it's ricotta cookies and Oklahoma is ricotta cookies. I have you guys even had a ricotta Christmas cookie? I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, other places like, uh, let me see, Illinois is red velvet. Italian Christmas cookies, very popular in California. In te- Texas and California, both go with Italian Christmas cookies. This is according to delish.com. I mean, I, I feel like it's called delish.com. They got to know this stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, peppermint, Indiana's going with peppermint cookies. Really, Indiana? Really? Uh, these are some interesting ones. Um, gingerbread cookies out, uh, out west in Nevada and, uh, Colorado. Um, also in Maine, the gingerbread, a uh, gingerbread cookie, Italian cookie. These are the top ones across the country. So there you go. But yeah, ricotta cookies. I didn't even know that that was, uh, something that was going to be on the list. Something's going to be going on. VIP emailer named Joel says he had a tarantula as a pet. It lived, she, oh, pardon me. I don't want to misgender the tarantula lived 25 years. He would let her crawl around on him from time to time. And they won't bite unless you give them a reason to. Well, darn it, no more talk on this show of tarantulas biting people and being mean. Because apparently only it's only if you talk back to you get a little saucy with a tarantula and, you know, maybe it sinks its fangs into you. But for the most part, if you're just really, really, really still, you will have no problem. 
and its furry legs will just glide across your skin. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I can't, can't believe it. Oh, these are the ricotta cookies. These look good. Team just sent me ricotta. I'm, I, I'm, I, this is the part of the show where you realize that I don't really get to eat lunch because I do a radio show for three hours a day. Um, and I'm getting hungry, but ricotta cookies, I've got to say, producer Mike, producer Greg, is this, is this your choice for Christmas cookies? Is this number one? Are you, uh, well, yeah, they're, they're saying this is, this is the move. I mean, they look, they look delicious. I like the icing. Well, well done on those ones. I think that's uh, an exceptional, an exceptional choice. Red velvet cookies. I don't even know there were red velvet cookies, but that sounds, um, delicious. So there you go. Um, what, what was the one? Rain, yeah, of course, the rain, I think that's the Italian Christmas cookie, right? The rain, when it's the rainbow colored, isn't that the Italian Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I see, those I see everywhere. They also sent me this for the team, Tarantella's origin, connected with Tarantism. It appeared in Italy in the 15th to 17th century and was obscurely associated with the bite of the tarantula spider. Victims seemingly were cured by frenzied dancing. This is what the team just sent me. So I, you know. I don't know why I knew that, but I knew that. You know, I know some things. I know some things about some stuff. Also here for all of you, uh, we have the most popular Christmas movies as evidenced by the, uh, string. Wow. Rainbow cookies usually made with almond flour. Oh, I could eat them. Yeah. Celiac disease. Big, big bummer when it comes to, uh, confectionary stuff. And, uh, you know, you can make anything great gluten free, but it's hard to find it in a lot of places. The number one Christmas movie, according to streaming right now, I, I guess I grew up at a time when it was all, you know, Miracle on 42nd Street. Um, did I say, <laughs> whoops, 34th Street, not 42nd Street. Lord only knows what's happening on 42nd Street in Manhattan. I have no idea. Santa's like, yeah, I'm a little drunk. No, 34th Street, Miracle, Miracle on 34th Street. My bad. Yeah, uh, anyway, I messed that one up big time. I thought the old classics would be the, the primary, the movies that everybody get excited about. Elf. Elf is, along with Home Alone, I think, uh, on the streaming services, the top Christmas movie right now. Um, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm so, I'm not a, I don't know, Will Ferrell, I'm not a huge, not a fan of the work, to be honest with you. This is not, not my thing. I know a lot of people love it, I'm not a fan. Um, not a fan of, of his politics either, so that probably influences my decision-making. But I go Die Hard. I mean, sorry, Die Hard over Elf. Well, of course, that's true. I go Home Alone over Elf uh, 100 times out of 100. I don't, I don't think that's a close one. Everybody, tomorrow, my last show with you for the year. So I'm excited to uh, get to hang out with you one more time before I take off for Christmas. Harry's birthday, my birthday. A lot of time with the dogs. Maybe even some eggnog. I don't know. Maybe even some pet tarantulas. Things could get crazy in the Sexton household. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. Speak to you then. Merry Christmas. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. 
The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.